just like that, we're back. It's Views from Section 400, the final NFL show. Unfortunately, pains me to say, but it is what it is. But kind of like I just said, we're back. Views from Section 400, huge show to cover. Do I need to do the introduction anymore? It's Jack, it's Brian, it's Matt, and we're bringing you an action-packed episode. Real quick, big thank you to everybody who supported Bull Miss, followed along. Uh, it was a grind, it was a journey. You know, bowl season's no joke. So when you're, you know, covering that, diving in, trying to give analysis for a lot of different games, it's fun, but it's a grind. Hope you all made a lot of money tailing some of the bets that we handed out. I know we had a couple of huge plays um, that, that were just pretty electric. I know the Auburn Tigers didn't fare out that well, but we won't bring them up on this show, even though I just did. Anyway, thanks for the bowl miss. Just everything. It was awesome. Such a big first event for us and looking forward to more in 2024 and beyond. Grew a good amount in the 10 or 12 days that it was in the small community that we have. You know, it's special stuff. It's fun to do, fun to watch. Um, and I'm just really happy to be a part of it. So thank you to everybody who was. And we're still kind of getting back in the swing of things. I know the schedule's been a little off for us over here, but we're, uh, you know, as we roll into the meat of the new year, as in uh, mid-January, when it really kind of kicks off and starts, we'll get back on that more regular schedule. But other than that, we're going over the uh, NFL games that matter. Uh, obviously, we'll throw in the ones that don't. But, um, you know, the ones that matter, obviously the ones that everybody's going to care about because for everyone who doesn't notice, Carson Wentz is fucking starting this weekend. So that's a little bit out of control. But nonetheless, we will jump right into it. Brian, take us away with anything you want to say. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the betting standings, but I think I got this thing locked up in the bag here. Uh, yeah, you had a uh, you had a, you had a hot hot end to the season. I'll give you that. I started strong and really fell off. Yeah, it would take it would take an all time choke job, which my sports teams have been known to do. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count me as the champion just yet. But I'm feeling pretty good entering this final week of the season. Yeah, well, you know what, Brian, I've got some good picks riled up for this week. Um, I'm coming at you hot, so you, I'm over fifty percent. I know you're over fifty percent. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be well over fifty percent. We're looking at a eight hundred right here. All right, so oh boy, yeah, count me All in. Right. Count, count me in for an eight hundred week. <laughs> and I got the degenerate gambling jacket on for the special end of year show or end end of NFL show to try and go red hot and beat the books, right? Because that's what it's all about. But, um, yeah, before we get into that, right, Washington Huskies, they're into the national championship game. So let's shed some light on that because that's unbelievable. We've been going on about them since freaking mid-October. You didn't even know what you were going to be for Halloween, and we were getting that shit fired up. So that's electric. Monday night, look out for our live show. Going to be live streaming that again. And I don't know if you saw the uh, YouTube short we did over on Instagram, too. It was a pretty crazy last drive. So if you want to see our live reaction, check that out right there. Why don't we say we jump into a little bit of NFL for the final slate of the year. It's sad. You know, fantasy's over. The big slates are over. Obviously, the playoffs are right around the corner. As an Eagles fan, not particularly looking forward to that at the moment. We'll see if they're able to uh, turn things around quickly. But, uh, yeah. 
I'll leave it over to Brian real quick. I know he hit the anti-Eagles parlay. On the final, final opportunity, I guess he's got an opportunity this weekend as well to hit one, but really was getting close, and last weekend was probably the opportunity to do it, and he totally capitalized on it. Yeah, as LeBron James once said, it's about damn time. I was I was getting a little worried there for a second with the anti-Eagles parlays. I was close on a couple, but made the wrong wrong player prop or picked the spread instead of the money line. But this one, Kyler Murray got it done. Kyler Murray, his short ass, Michael Wilson somehow caught some balls. They got it done, and the Eagles are in shambles. So I am going to retire the anti-Eagles parlay, at least for this season. It might come back next year. I might have to do something different, but I'm going out on top. It is done. We went 1-12, and 12, I believe. But, hey, the last one's all they care about, and we won. So that's that's my stance on the anti-birds parlay. Next season, I'll have to come out with something something fresh, something new, so the people cannot uh, won't have to listen to me sing every week. But, yeah, before we get into this Ravens-Steelers game, Jack, I know you got some uh, – you got some good reads this week. You said it already, so I want to hear what you're thinking. Yeah, no, I mean, week 18 betting, uh, you know, week 18 NFL in general is just, it's it's crazy. I mean, last week of the season, whether it's week 17 in, in years past or week 18 this year, the last week of the regular season is crazy, and that's for a couple reasons. One, some of these teams are fighting for playoff spot. Texans, Colts, for example, you win, you're in. You're out, you're done. Simple as that. These two teams are going to be fighting my AFC South uh, divisional foes. So that's going to be exciting to see all these teams fighting for playoff spots. Some of these teams are tanking for draft picks. Don't get me wrong. Some of these players on those teams that are not trying to win are still going to be playing their asses off. I mean, there's people auditioning for teams for next year, uh, contracts coming to an end, contract incentives. You know, there's a guy named Odell Beckham Jr. That's got, you know, if he gets a a big day, I believe it's something around a uh, hundred yards and a touchdown, he's going to get a couple milli. So, you know, different things to pay attention to week 18, always an interesting one and uh, can't wait to drop in on these games here. That was a pretty good insight right there. And obviously looking forward to betting it because it's the last slate, but going to be tough. But yeah, I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it, right? Uh, Steelers, Ravens, Ravens are resting everybody. Steelers, I think, are in the playoffs or the they best need shot. They need, they need a win. win. Ravens, I guess, kind of giving it to them by starting Huntley. Or, I mean, Huntley's somewhat of a serviceable quarterback. I don't know, Brian, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I like Tyler Huntley. I think he's the perfect backup quarterback for this Lamar Jackson catered system that the Ravens run. And the thing about the Ravens, they're a good team. They aren't just – their starters don't define them like a lot of NFL teams do. They're a deep team. John Harbaugh loves to rotate his defense. They have an abundance of mediocre receivers that I'm sure we'll get in this game. They just signed Dalvin Cook. who He probably won't learn the playbook in time, but they have him and Melvin Gordon. Imagine that backfield in 2018. With this Ravens team now, that would be insane. But I like the Ravens at home here. Mike Tomlin is 13-3 and in his career – in the final week of the regular season, which scares me a bit, but that number's a little worse on the road. And even with the Ravens backups in there, they're, they they hate the Steelers. They don't want the Steelers in the playoffs. So three and a half is just a little too much, I think, at home for the Ravens. I, I, the Steelers probably find a way to win this game just because Mike Tomlin just wins games, but I don't think they win by more than four. Interesting. Jack, what do you got? 
These AFC North games are always fun divisional rival games. Tomlin likes to win these games, but the, Brian said it. The Ravens are a good team, and even though they're resting Lamar and some of their starters, I mean, they're still a team that goes all out. They play with a lot of pride. I mean, this is a team that – what were they, 20-something and O in preseason games before they finally got that record snapped? I mean, they, you know, even in preseason, they're playing for pride. So you best believe that Week 18, regardless if they have that number one seed clinched already, they're going to be trying to win this football game. I actually took the time. I pulled up Odell's incentives in case you guys want to hear it. This is where my money's going to be. He is. Uh, he just got ruled out for this game. No, he didn't. Yeah, I don't know why, because he's so close on all the incentives, but he's so close. Well, here we go. Just so you guys can hear it. <laughs> he only needed five catches for 250 bands. He only needed two touchdowns for five hundred thousand dollars. He only needed 185 <laughs> yards by the craziest one. 185 yards for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So <laughs> Odell was playing for potentially one point five. Millie this weekend. You'd think he'd want that too, because he took his what Rams contract with Bitcoin, so that was basically worthless. He was playing for free, so you'd think he'd want these incentives, but yeah. So yeah, that's tough breaking news that Brian just dropped on me here. I'm pretty upset about that one. I'm gonna take Ravens on the money line here, even though the Steelers are technically playing for more. I just think that the Ravens are let their foot off the gas here, and and they get the job done at home. Yeah, I'll be the uh, square here. I just think uh, Steelers money line or Steelers, Steelers minus two. I I'll play the push this week. We're switching it up. Um, and I just think backups versus Steelers starters. I don't care who's playing backup or not. Or, you know, the Ravens hate the Steelers. Just going to keep it simple. Backups are in for the Ravens. Steelers are playing a full lineup. Give me Steelers minus two. Moving on. Texans, Colts. Pretty big game, right? I mean, this is uh, maybe the bigger slate or the biggest slate. I mean, winner winner gets in and or wins the division. Uh, Jack, what's the takes on this? Yeah, so you said it. Winner is in the playoffs. And if my Jags lose, they take the division, the, the, the winner of this game. So uh, lots of play for in this game. Minshew versus Stroud. Uh, I'm I'm pumped for this one, and the reason is our boy CJ Stroud is going to go off. Uh, yes, I said our boy. I'm 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 in on the CJ Stroud train. I know he's in the AFC South, but I'm with you guys. He's electric. Um, this Texans defense has really stepped up over the past few weeks. Started when uh, Stroud went down, they they needed to, and, and I've seen some some life out of them. Albeit two of their past two game uh, past few games are against the te the Titans, who are dog shit, uh, <laughs> and have made their defense look the Texans defense look really good. But I'm gonna take the Texans in this one. You know, it, it's minus one. It's a pick them, take them. Um, on the money line or, you know, what if they win by one? We don't want to push, dude. So take them on the money line. It's probably going to be similar value, and they're going to go down uh, and, and beat Gardner Minshew in the, in the Colts. Yeah, I mean, you said it, dude. Stroud's going to go off. I'll take Stroud's over passing yards, uh, and I'll roll with the Texans on the money line. But the Colts do play well at home, and if they're wearing the freaking black helmets, they will win this game. Brian, what's your take? 
Yeah, no, it's tough because these teams are so similar. Obviously, the odds makers agree with the minus one spread. The first time these two teams played this season, uh, the Colts did win 31-20, but C.J. Stroud went off, had almost 400 yards, a couple touchdowns. I kind of came into this podcast wanting to pick this game as a tie just for the pure chaos of <laughs> what it would create for the playoffs in the AFC. But I'm going to stay away from that. And as much as I hate to say it, I think Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts are going to end C.J. Stroud's season. I just the Colts they own the Texans historically. I think they've they're like thirty two and twelve against them, and I know that was a lot of Peyton Manning versus whoever Derek Carr, David Carr, Matt Schaub. So it wasn't really even, but something about the Colts versus the Texans. The Colts just own them, and I think they own them here at home. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm I'm rolling with the Texans because I have been all year, and C.J. Stroud. You know, I've been going on about him for a good while now. You know, I I don't hate the play just because the Colts do play well at home, but we'll see what happens, right? I mean, this is a pretty big playoff game. C.J. Stroud shows up in big moments. You know, he might not show up at Jet Life Stadium when it's raining and he, and he doesn't care, but this is a different spot in the Dome. He's been playing in the Dome all year. That's wh- that's why we got to roll with C.J. Stroud, but I get it, Brian. Fade him. Fade him at your own risk. I, I don't um, like it, but I'm, it's just what my brain's telling me. Fair enough. Trust your gut. Jets taking on the Pats. I mean, worst <laughs> game all year? Just dog shit? I mean, both teams won't be trying. Both teams suck. I mean, Brian, I'm, I'm going to jump over to you. You're from New York. What's uh, What are they saying about this game, dude? Yeah, the, uh, the New York Jets have not beaten the New England Patriots since 2015. That is – that's insane. These two teams play two times a year, and they haven't beaten them since 2015. And if you want to go back even further, they, they're winning 2015, and then they won again in 2013. Those were both in overtime. The last time they beat them in regulation was 2011. So the Patriots are going to win this, win this hor- horrible showing of football, and that's I'm not going to watch it, but, yeah, the Patriots are going to – I guess it's two and a half. They'll cover two and a half. Brian, I love how on here – you have the Jets haven't beat the Patriots since 2015. When you said that, I said, wait a minute, is that correct? On here, it says, yes, that's correct. Yep. It's an unbelievable stat. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm with you, Brian. I'm taking the Pats in this one on the money line. Uh, you know, like, like you said, neither of these teams want to win. There, there's, like I said earlier, there's going to be players in these games that are playing, you know, auditioning for next year. Mac Jones, you know, Patriots don't want him anymore. You know, they're, they're going to try and ship him off for anything they can. So maybe he tries to ball out in this 33-degree snowy, 33 degree snowy game. But, uh, yeah, no, this, this game's going to be ugly, brutal. Give me the pats at home, uh, and, and that's all I want to say. Yeah, I mean, if it's, uh, if it's, like, really, like, a super bad snowstorm, I'd consider taking that under, dude. I, I mean, this – this could be like a seven nothing or six nothing game because he misses the field goal. I mean, or, or the extra point. But I, I mean, I know thirty and a half half uh, low. But dude, 30, 30 cold and snowing. If it like snowing, like bad snow, dude, hammer that under. But only if it's snowing. All right, that's enough of that game. Browns, Bengals. Browns, obviously pretty electric. Definitely the team I'm rooting for in the AFC because. I don't even fuck about the AFC, 
plus six against the Bengals. I'm assuming they're not starting everybody. Yeah, Joe Flacco will go in for a walk in the park with his 12 children instead of playing this game. Gotcha. And then the Bengals have nothing to play for because, what, they lost last week? So nonsense game. Yeah. Go for it, Brian. Uh, so there is an interesting, well, a couple of interesting little uh, nuggets about this game. So Trey Hendrickson is tied with TJ Watt for the league lead in sacks right now. So Jack was talking about the whole incentives and the contracts and everything. But, you know, the, the lead league in sacks means something to these guys for their careers. So with the possibly backup lineman in there for the Browns, Trey Hendr- Hendrickson may wreak havoc. I'm not going to take a bet for him to get a sack, but that's just something to know. Uh, what I will take is Joe Mixon to have 77 rush yards. 77 would get him to 1,000. So uh, his over-under is probably going to be less than that, but I'll just take his over on rushing yards. Yeah, I guess if most of the Bengals guys are still out there running around and playing their starters, they might do something. But I'll roll – dude, I just feel like uh, – is Browning playing? Do we have confirmation? He is? Yeah, he's yeah, playing dude. for a job. He's a he's a dump down god to Mixon. Give me Mixon's over receiving yards uh, and give me his over receptions. Uh, I think he has a big day through the air. Wouldn't even mind sprinkling, uh, you know, total scrimmage yards as, yards as well. Just think that's pretty electric play. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you got, Jack? Yeah, I like Brian's play. You know, Mixon only needing 77 yards to reach 1,000. 1,000 is, you know, the big milestone for, for these running backs these days. No one's really rushing to 2,000 anymore. Teams just aren't built like that in this passing age. But I think 77 yards is totally doable for him. You know, these Browns, I don't know what their defensive, uh, you know, sittings are, but they've been, you know, rather – if, if there's a spot where they're, they're soft and, and exposable, it's on the ground. It's definitely not through the air. So I, I like Brian's play there, I, and I'm going to ride with him. Yeah, I didn't realize it might be rainy, so uh, the mix and play could be dicey, but I'll roll with it because I'll double down and fuck it. It's going to have a huge day. <laughs> uh, dude, Jags, Titans. Jack, take it away, man. I mean, this is all you did. Crunch time. All right, man. Week 18 last year, I remember being at the bank in Jacksonville, watching the Jags take down the Titans, punching their ticket as the AFC South champions. It's going to happen again this year. You know, unfortunately, the game is in Nashville, not Jacksonville. Otherwise, maybe I'd bust my ass down there for it. But the Jags are going to win this football game. I know the line right now is at minus five for the Jags. I actually I thought I saw it at six and a half somewhere, too. Kind of high. I think that means that they think Trevor's going to come back and play this one. Uh, I really hope he doesn't, honestly. We're going to win this game without, with or without him. And we need him for the, you know, healthier than he is right now for the playoffs. And the Titans, the Jags, hard, hard divisional battle, always out for blood on each other. I just don't want to see Trevor get hurt again. That's the big thing for me in this game. I know we're going to win. I just don't want to see Trevor get hurt. Another thing to know for the Jags, Christian Kirk, finally back. Uh, he's off IR. He's back at practice. Don't know if he'll play this week, but still, it, it's looking looking up for us coming into the playoffs. To go back to last week, I told you guys, do not fade my Jags. They are covering. I saw uh, against the Panthers. I told you the defense finally got healthy, and we got all of our starters back. And look what happens. Goose egg to the Panthers. I saw a bunch of people giving out Bryce Young over props uh, in advance of last week. 
told everybody don't do it. Should have listened. That that defense looked legit. It's going to be legit this week, too. I don't care who the Titans have back there, whether it's Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill. They're getting sacked a ton. Uh, Trayvon Walker has finally come on. Super excited about him right now. And uh, on the other side, Josh Allen, he just got set the, the franchise single season record for sacks. I think he's at 14 and a half or 15 and a half. He's just been an absolute animal this year, and it's a contract year for him. So uh, he's going to keep showing his uh, showing what he's got and, and you know, earn that next contract. So really excited for this one. My play in this one is going to be whatever the Titans team total is under. I think the Jags defense is really going to show up in this one as it did last year, as it did last week. And uh, I'm just super excited for the Jags to win this division, make it into the playoffs. Yeah, it seems like a spot where the Jags should be able to get the job done here. Really finish what they started. I mean, they had such a hot start, you know, got tough there with injuries down the stretch. But uh, they've probably been the best team in the division the whole year, uh, Texans being a very close second. I mean, very close. But the edge goes to Jacksonville. Brian, over to you. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so a couple things. First, uh, Jack, those were very confident words, and I really hope the football gods don't look down upon you for that. I knocked uh, on wood. I knocked on wood. Don't worry. <laughs> there you go. I will say I've been a Jaguars hater all year, and their defense is one of the main reasons I didn't come in last in fantasy football last week. So I have a little bit higher regards towards the Jaguars right now. Uh, in terms of my pick here, it's just going to be simple. It's going to be the Jaguars. Yeah, I'll take the minus five. In the very long 22-year storied history of the AFC South, only one team has not gone back-to-back as division champions. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the chance to do that. They will do that in this mediocre cesspool of a division. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Jags get it done this weekend, right? Um, I don't want to give out the money line, so I guess I'll roll with the minus five. The only reason I'm not confident in it is because Mike Vrabel always has a couple tricks up his sleeve. Definitely hate that it's in Tennessee because that just something weird's going to happen. And Jack, you are extremely confident. Like Brian said, the football gods, I, I hope they don't make you pay for that. But yeah, I mean, best of luck, man. Best of luck. I'm rooting for you. Falcon Saints, dog shit. I hope the Saints blow out the Falcons so Arthur Smith gets fired. I hate seeing that guy on the sidelines. So, uh, this is wild, but give me the Saints minus six and a half. I'm giving out some plus money juice. Uh, The Falcons aren't that good. I don't care what anybody says. It's a home game for the Saints. The defense shows up, and I think they put some points on the board uh, to get the job done. Could also see it being a defensive battle. So, I know that's a pretty crazy take maybe, but I like the plus money. Give me them to win by a touchdown uh, at home where if they win, they win the division. Brian, how do you see this playing out? No, I agree with you. Uh, this series all-time is tied 54-54. The Falcons won earlier this season. I called the AF- AFC South a mediocre cesspool. The NFC South is the same thing. It's going to stay that way. The Saints are going to win this game. I don't love the three, so I'll take Saints on the money line and then whatever Chris Olave's receiving total is, just take that down uh, one or two notches on the same game parlay thing to get it to even uh, for the total bet. Interesting. Jack, you seen it the same way here, dude? Or uh, are you a little Arthur Smith uh, enthusiast over there? Okay, you know damn well I am not an Arthur Smith. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Second of all, Brian, how dare you compare the AFC South to the NFC South? <laughs> oh my God. The same I mean, division. Brian, we have three teams fighting for playoff spots right now. And technically, so does the NFC South. So do they. So do they. All right. You want to know who doesn't? Uh, the NFC East. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. watch take care of your own backyard, Brian. <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's fair. This is a fair point. And also, we don't have a team with two wins in our division. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not talking about this anymore. We're not on the same level. Uh, we're leaving it there. What I will say about this game is I like the Saints. You know, I don't like Arthur Smith. Um, I might fuck around. You know, I'm going to fuck around with Matt. I'm going to take that minus six. But, you know, we don't like pushes. So, I'm going to do five and a half. But I'm with Matt here. Uh, I, I don't like anything about the Falcons. I like the Saints here at home. And I think that there's a shot. There's a shot that the Bucks fuck around, lose to the Panthers, and the Saints slip into that AFC South or NFC South title it's on your mind same division i'm telling you <laughs> yeah either way dude i hope the saints blow about 42 to nothing would be awesome i think that gets arthur smith fired the next day uh bucks taking on the panthers speaking of the amazing division here in the nfc south uh brian how do you see this absolute shit show going <laughs> you know what i uh I took Panthers money line against the Cowboys way early on in the season, and I think they lost by forty. <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of want to do it again. Just I couldn't take the tie earlier for the chaos, but I think the Panthers could mess around and do something here. They do have the bad juju going on. Their their owner threw that drink at the Jaguars fan, but you know the players probably hate them anyway. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Don't know. I now I'm actually thinking about it, and I don't know if I want to do it. I'll take the Panthers plus four and a half. I'll, I'll be safe. Yeah, I think that line seems, like, weirdly low. I feel like the Bucks should be favored maybe by a little more. Right. They just got blown out, the Panthers, last week. Bucks haven't looked particularly great last week. I don't hate the play, but I'll let Jack make a pick before I give out, uh, you know, whatever I can think of in this disgusting game. Brian, like, really? You're you're not gonna take the money line there? <laughs> I, dude, the last time I took their money line, they lost by thirty five. Oh my god! Who cares, man? You got to rip the money line. All right, 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 all right. Fine, I'll take their money line and I'll take Derek Brown to get a sack. There you go, War Eagle, right? War Eagle, War Eagle, Matt. There, there you go. go. You're, there you're catching up. Auburn <laughs> always finds its way in. <laughs> I said earlier, you know, I think that the Panthers could mess around and win this game. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, I expect the Panthers to end the season on a high note. Not a lot about this season has been good for them, but if they're going to be heading into the Cancun of the offseason, they're going to try and take this team down with them, uh, and especially that defense. I don't know if it will be Derek Brown. I don't know if it will be Brian Burns, but I think that they're going to wreak havoc on Baker Mayfield and make his day hell. I really don't like, dude. I I don't like the Bucks anymore, and the Panthers are just a shit show. I'll I'll I guess I'll rock the plus four and a half, and uh, 
not even see the outcome of this game and just have that pick be a mystery till the end Ooh. of time. Squad ride uh, the money line. <laughs> That's true. You could squad ride it. Squad ride the money line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Squad ride the money line. Have to there. <laughs> That's the so week, gross. It's fucking week 18, dude. Like, uh, like uh, you know, nobody gives a shit anymore. It's week 18. We'll throw out Panthers money line squad ride because why not? They're at home, dude. Moving on. Vikings, Lions, <laughs> shit show. Uh, yeah, pretty much shit show. I'm sure the Lions will probably rest everybody. And uh, the Vikings are, I mean, honestly, Brian, take it away. How'd your uh, franchise quarterback, uh, what's it, Jaron Hall, how'd he, how'd he uh, fare last week? Yeah, he needs to be shipped to Canada and go to the CFL. Or I guess the XFL now that that's coming back. But either way, I this game's a disaster. Let's go with the Lions' first drive field goal. Yeah, don't hate that. Uh, who who is sitting for Lion the Lions? Everybody? Well, everybody's going to be playing at least until they realize. Well, so yeah, the the NFC East teams are the four o'clock, so they won't know the outcome of those games. So. I guess they're going to play the whole game because if they win and both NFC's teams lose, they get the two seed. Uh, so, yeah, I guess they'll be a little more motivated to win that game and it's at home. So, uh, yeah, give me the Lions minus three. I'll play the push as well. Fuck it. Jack, what do you got? Uh, I'm taking Lions minus three and a half. I like like we said, we don't know how how hard they're not going to know how hard that they're going to have to play in this game. So they're going to play hard in this game. You know, Dan Campbell's not going to let them take their foot off the pedal because they're hoping some other team loses. You got to go take care of your own business first. So I know they'll be ready to play this game at home against a divisional foe. Give me that minus three and a half. Uh, I, I like them on the spread here. There's probably going to be some props I like in this one too, but we don't have those available right now, but just know that there, there are probably a lot of props you could take in this one on the receiving end or rushing end that really can't go wrong. Broncos Raiders. <laughs> like, dude, I don't know how long I can do this. <laughs> These games are absolute shit. Um, well, I know Jack will be rooting for the Raiders. Just in case his Jaguars lose, he needs the Raiders to win because those tiebreakers matter for some reason, even though neither of these teams can make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Uh, in the event that the Jaguars lose, uh, they can still make the wild card with a Pittsburgh and Denver loss. Yeah, so what? Denver? No, Denver's out of it, but yeah, I guess yeah, that. Yeah, it's just it's some it's kind of weird tiebreaker thing. Weird tiebreaker thing that nobody looks into, and that's just magically how it works. Right. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> dude, give me give me uh, Jared Stidham starting. Give me, give me the Broncos plus three here on the road. Stidham rivalry. Uh, you know, this is a, this is, this is, you know, a, a get back, like revenge game. I mean, it's former team right here. It's former team. Former employer that didn't believe in him, and now he's getting a shot. Give me the Broncos plus three, and Jared Stidham, go have a day, kid. Brian, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I'll go kind of the same route as you here. I like the Raiders too much to take the Broncos plus three. I do think Antonio Pierce deserves a job next year. So does Devontae Adams, apparently. So I will take Stidham's over on his passing yards, assuming uh, the oddsmakers put that out by Sunday. 
I'm taking the Raiders. I, I know that they didn't come through for me last week, but I, I'm riding with that, man. I like Antonio Pierce, as Brian said. I think he should be their head coach next year. They definitely need to win this game on a high note for, for that to be the case. You know, it doesn't always work out for the interim coaches, but four and four, um, you know, win this game, go five and four, have a have a winning record as as the head coach of the team. I think that would do a lot for him. And honestly, I think it's good for the league. I, I think the Raiders have just been a, a much more exciting team for, and, and unique in their own way as, you know, Oakland, in their, in their Oakland background, uh, for sure. So we like them. I, I hope that Antonio Pierce comes back as their head coach next year. Hope that they fuck around, get a good quarterback in the draft, someone that can make, the, uh, you know, who Devontae can make, you know, a C.J. Stroud maybe look like in his first year. So, I don't know. I want to see it. I want to see it happen for the Raiders. They've got my vote. You no, know, it would be really funny as the Raiders quarterback next year, Christian as uh, family-oriented Bo Nix. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out in Vegas. I hope they don't draft him because I want to actually, you know, I don't hate the Raiders. Uh, you know, I think they got a <laughs> – it's a cool dynamic out in Vegas, and, uh, you know, would like to see them do well. But, yeah, I mean, the players are playing behind Antonio Pierce. He He's coached really well in the process, so definitely deserves the job next year. I think he'll just stay put in Vegas. I, you know, if you're the owner, why would you just get rid of him to get rid of him? We'll see what he can do next year. Hopefully they uh, maybe get some reinforcements through the draft and possibly free agency. But, yeah, moving on, right? Cowboys, Commanders, Cowboys – Okay, so I guess they have some stuff to play with here because if they win, they win the division. If they lose and the Eagles win, the Eagles get the division. I'm assuming that's how that would play out. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, give me the commander's money line just because I need that to happen, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Jack, what do you got? Uh, Yeah, I, I definitely am not getting behind that one. Uh, I'm going to go on the over for this game. It's set at 45 and a half right now. I think that Dallas is, you know, going to be playing well on both offense and defense on the road in this one. So I don't want to say that they're going to cover 45 and a half on their own, but they're going to put up some points in this one. I don't think they're, they want it to be close. You know, they want to wrap up this division. And as far as the commanders go, they've shown a lot of competency on offense this year uh, at times, zero on defense. So I like, I like Dallas to go up, uh, score a lot of points. I think, you know, Sam Howell can put a couple of drives together with, with his weapons, Terry McLaurin and Dotson and everybody else. So give me the over, over 45 and a half. Yeah. uh, So Sam Howell has regressed. I think he saw me call him elite. And that got to his head. But last year, these two teams faced off towards the end of the season when the Cowboys needed a win. And Sam Howell, I think it was his first period start. They uh, they beat the Cowboys at home. That's not going to happen again. Um, I think Ron Rivera has lost the locker room. They know he's on the way out. He knows he's on the way out. They just kind of want the season to end and stop having to make that commute to the horrible nonsense location in Landover, Maryland. A lot of things I could say about the commanders. Hopefully Josh Harris figures that out. But yeah, the Cowboys minus 13. Yeah, I you know, commanders win, Eagles win, Eagles win the division. It's the route we're gonna have to go here, boys. And uh wish me luck on Sunday. Maybe the Cowboys just put it put it out of my misery or put me out of my misery, uh, you know, after the first quarter. But you know what you could do with the with the anti Eagles parlay, 
officially retired for the year. You could hop on an anti-Cowboys parlay and take the Brian Robinson. Yeah, team. a one-week special. See, this is why we won't leave shit out, right? Would we ever just retire an anti-team parlay like that on the final slate of the year after Brian's been trugging and trucking along the whole year? Absolutely anti-Cowboys parlay. Cowboys money line. Sam Howe over passing yards. And to throw four touchdowns and Ooh. give me Terry McLaren's over receiving yards, over receptions, and two touchdowns because he's going to catch two of those. There's your anti-Cowboys parlay. I know Brian always <laughs> brought the heat for the, for the Eagles. It's a lot of juice right there. Watch it hit and route to an Eagles division title. Could be interesting. That there was, you know. that was there's pure defense. There's your there's your anti cowboys parlay. Uh, let's hope it hits, right? Let's hope yeah, it let's hits. Hope. That'll be electric. Anyway, Bears, Packers, dog shit. All right, what do we got? Packers winning in, I guess they'll get in and then get knocked right out. So doesn't really matter. Bears, nice turnaround to the end of the year. Probably save Matt Eberflus's job for next year. Uh, they'll have some reinforcements, obviously, with a lot of draft capital. Whether they choose to trade it to bring in help or use it to bring in help, that's obviously yet to be seen. But Bears probably have, you know, either the best or top three upcoming offseason in terms of excitement and, uh, you know, just something to be really hyped up for next year. I'd say they're at the very top of the list for uh, very intriguing and important for the direction of the franchise. So with that being said, could totally see the Bears playing spoiler here. Justin Fields is still trying to showcase why he's the quarterback for the future, uh, and Caleb Williams is right up against him. So he'll come in fired up for this one. Take the Bears plus three and a half. I'll buy the half point in Lambeau. I get it. Big game, but I think the Bears are playing pretty well, and the Packers are not. So give me the Bears plus three and a half. Yeah, I've uh, I've picked with my brain most of this podcast. I'm going to pick with my heart here, my grandparents. Our Packers fans, I'd like to see them get in the playoffs, so Packers minus three. Yeah, I hate to crush your grandparents' hopes and dreams, but they're not getting (laughs) in the playoffs. Uh, We're taking Bears on the money line here. Justin Fields and the Bears are playing spoiler to you and all the other cheeseheads out there. They really have been playing a lot better football, and I personally, I think Justin Fields deserves that job out there in Chicago with the way that he's played towards the end of the season. I will say – this game has huge implications to how I feel, uh, you know, about that going into a draft where Caleb Williams is available to you at number one overall. I mean, there's so many reasons why you would want to go with Caleb Williams as a franchise, resetting that quarterback status. You don't have to pay him a fat-ass contract for another five years like you would Justin Fields at which is right around the corner. So there's a lot of reasons why the Bears still might go with Caleb Williams, even though I think that Justin Fields has has proven to be that guy. But not to get too much off topic here, Bears are winning this one. Packers are going down. I think think Fields has a big day. So whether you like his rushing prop more or his passing prop more or both, I mean, fuck it, definitely bet on Justin Fields in this game. He's going to give it his all and beat the Packers. I hope so. That'd be pretty electric. And honestly, the Bears are just playing better right now. So should be uh should be an interesting game, I guess. But Seahawks, Cardinals. Yeah, what's the deal? Are the Seahawks out? I think so, right? 
No, it, they need a uh, win and a Packers loss. So they 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 have very much on the table. Very much on the table. I mean, that's the way I predict it going out, right? I mean, Cardinals probably played the best game of the year last or last week, uh, other than them beating the Cowboys, which is interesting. Beating the two best teams in the NFC East, uh, and uh, they got the job done. So. Pretty pretty weird stat right there for a team that's been pretty you know really horrible. Uh, as Sidney Brown said on his uh, interview, they just lost to the worst team in the NFL. So that's that. Um, yeah, Seahawks Cardinals. It's a big letdown spot here for the Cardinals unless they found some magic juju behind Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray that maybe they go off. But give me the Seahawks in a game that they're going to be obviously really want to win. So I'll go Seahawks money line. Jack, I'll jump it over to you. What do you got? I'm on the Seahawks, too. I think Pete Carroll and the Seahawks get this one done. As good as Kyler Murray and the Cardinals looked last week in a, in a big game, I don't think they're going to be able to do it again. Not with how much the Seahawks are going to want to win this game, get in the playoffs. I mean, Cardinals, just lose the game, man. Get a better draft pick. What, what's the hurt there? Just do it. I, I want to take Seattle and agree with you guys, but, like, they just gave up 30 points to Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. Yeah, fluke. They, yeah, it's, it's matchups. I don't think yeah, they match up well. Yeah, defense is horrible. Remember what happened in Dallas too? Like they just it's also, you know, it's it's a synergy game, dude. In both of those games, go watch the tape back on their offense. They're those those quarterbacks were running for their absolute life, whether it was Geno Smith or Drew Locke, I can't remember, but running for their absolute lives, no time of possession, sets up the defense for failure anyway. You know, big body receiver on the uh, receivers on the outside doesn't really help the the uh the Seahawks. So I don't know, dude. I, I think that was a fluke game for them. I don't trust Seattle enough to win here. I know Pete Carroll's a great coach. I know how much Matt loves Pete Carroll, but I just I I think they win, but I don't trust it enough. But I do trust this game being like a 33 to 32, come down to a Matt Prater 60-yard field goal, Scott Hansen's erect on red zone type game. So the over's hit. I like the over. Good luck. Good luck on those plays. Uh, I like the over, too. Rams, Niners, both teams resting their starters. You know, I guess we don't really need to make a pick here other than it's going to be hilarious watching Carson Wentz play football in the NFL again on Sunday. Uh, you know, definitely we'll tune in for that. Other than that, I'm not going to make a pick here. It's everybody's resting. Um, we'll see if Puka can break the record that he's uh looking to break. But other than that, yeah, Puka does not need too many more yards to get that record. So you know, I I don't think his lines can be anywhere near that. But he'll he'll hit the record. But I'm excited, dude. Carson Wentz against Sam Darnold. Like, what is that? <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be hilarious to see uh, Wentz play again. But I don't know. I mean, Brian, were you going to make a pick for this game? Yeah, I was, but before I do it, I didn't re- think about Sam Darnold. Like, it's just two goofballs running around. Fucking so time. stupid. And they're both they're both ginger, aren't they? <laughs> yep. And both they're both fun. on playoff teams, which is the best part. <laughs> One of them could feasibly get a ring this year. But I'm, I'm going to take – if Puka plays, I'll take his receptions just because I think that McVay will spam, like, the five-yard screen routes to him with Wentz because he won't trust him to actually make a read down the field. So. Yeah, we'll see a lot of that. We'll definitely see a lot of that. And wouldn't it be Wentz's, uh, wouldn't it be Wentz's first uh, Super Bowl ring as a backup? Yeah. There you go. I think, Brian, I think that's a great call, Nakua receptions. I got a question for you guys. 
So if you're the Rams, you win this game, you're going to be likely playing Dallas or Philly, whoever takes that two seed. Or excuse me, not likely. Whoever, if you whoever, lose, if you, if they lose, they'll play uh, Dallas they or Philly. Lose. If they win, they'll play the Lions. Right this year, the Rams, the Rams literally just don't care about seeding, and they rather be healthy, and they're just saying fuck it. I mean, I think I'd rather play Detroit. We, but that's not my question, Matt. My question is, would you rather play Detroit or Philly slash Dallas? Probably Philly slash Dallas. I mean, the NFC East has probably more chokeability behind them uh, than, than than Detroit, who's kind of turning it up here at the end of the year. No, nah, I mean, if you're playing the Eagles, any team would love to play them right now. I mean, they're just like, you know, absolutely collapsing. Maybe, like, maybe that's why they're not playing. <laughs> yeah, ungodly, like, collapse, so – you know, maybe they, you know, a team's trying to do that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it really matters. I guess that's why they're making the decision. Okay, so. here's a more interesting one, actually. Matt, would you not rather have Dallas win so you get to play the NFC South winner first round? Yeah, I mean, dude, the Eagles. Uh, defense is, has been Swiss cheese the last month and honestly pretty much the whole year I shouldn't sugarcoat it or uh try and try and be light about it but um I don't know man I mean the Rams would light up the defense <laughs> it kind of scares me but uh you know also the Eagles on the road is absolute you know chokeability as well so the team's just in shambles right now I'm not gonna sugarcoat it I, I'm honest I'm real about it um it's an absolute disaster, right? Uh, and, you know, it makes it that much more amplified because everybody hates us and everybody hates the Philly fans, and it is what it is. But, uh, you know, we we move on, and uh, one, one of these times, uh, you know, it'll roll roll in the right direction. Uh, yeah. We'll see Brian, Brian, I'm sure if you ask a Dallas fan that, uh, they would say, you know, we want to win this game. We want the two seed because – they want the home field advantage as much as they yep. can get. They're not a good road team. And, you know, if they can get two home games in the playoffs, they'll take it. Yeah, they haven't lost yeah. at home this season either. Yeah, yeah, Dallas definitely wants that home game. Uh, I agree with that a lot. But keep moving on here, boys. A couple more games in the slate. Chiefs, Chargers. Chargers are completely checked out. Giff Smith will not be the head coach of the Chargers next year. If he is, like, I've lost all hope for that franchise. And I'll put it as that, and I'll leave it at that. The, the Chargers, they got a bunch of guys that are auditioning. Don't be surprised if they come out hot in this game and, and try and win it. You know, good game. So, I don't really want to touch that. I want to touch the fun stuff. Um, don't don't bet the money lines with the spread on this game. Nah, way too weird. But let's move on to the next one, right? Birds, Giants. At Jet Life Stadium, supposed to be cloudy, rainy, snowy, inclement weather, horrible conditions. Watch the Eagles F around and lose this one, if we're being honest. I mean, Hertz honestly doesn't play amazingly well in Jet Life Stadium for whatever reason. Uh, you know, bad feeling here. Eagles already won one time, uh, you know, doesn't even matter if they win, but AJ Brown did have a big interview in the locker room this week where he touched on addressing the media, touched on taking accountability. Um, and hopefully everybody rallied behind that and they can try and write the ship. Could be the turning point 
in the season that they so desperately need. We will see if they figure it out. Give me the Eagles minus five. Hate the pick, but we need it to hit. Um, yeah, Eagles win, Dallas loses, and uh, that would be the best post-Christmas Christmas present that I could possibly ask for and get. Just curious to hear what the, the Philly and, and New York fans have to say. I mean, what do I have to say about this one? I mean, the Eagles are obviously going to want to win this one. They're going to want to take the division. They can totally win this game by five points. Uh, will they? I don't know. Give me the under, 41 and a half. Yeah, don't hate the underplay. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I hope the Giants go get our guy over from Washington. And they might have to lose to do that. I retired the anti-Eagles parlay for a reason. We released my Giants up and down reaction reel on TikTok today. It would have been two days ago. Go watch that. But this team has taken so much out of me this year. I can't do it anymore. Um, So I'm just going to sit there and try to enjoy this game. But really just no rooting interest here. Just this game didn't happen. The NFL season 17 weeks in my mind. Um, I'm done with football this season until the Super Bowl when I create a drinking game again. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess for a pick, Jalen Hyatt is going to catch two passes. I mean, Maybe. I'm, I'm assuming that's what his line's going to be at because he doesn't play. But, yeah. Could could end, could end that way. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if the Giants win, do they get – like, does that absolutely kill them for draft position or not really matter? I, I mean, five. The difference between five and twelve and six and eleven seems pretty substantial. I don't. I mean, the Chargers are five and eleven. Uh, the Cardinals are four and twelve. The Commanders are four and twelve. The Patriots are four and twelve. So, I guess five and twelve would be helpful. I don't know where all the tiebreakers go, but yeah, it sounds like that would be extremely if they win and go to six wins. That could snub them a couple spots. Uh, so we'll see how they want to play that out because I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, pretty loaded NFL draft upcoming, uh, despite just, you know, the quarterback and even, you know, Marvin Harrison could see a lot of great players out of this upcoming draft. So definitely stay tuned for all the content covering that. Uh, obviously still a few months away because got to play the Super Bowl first. Um, yeah, let's move it on here. Final game, Bills-Dolphins. I know I said one of the other games earlier might have been the biggest game of the slate. This is also a pretty big one, probably the best one since they put it last. That's usually what Roger likes to do in the final uh, slate of the year. Bills traveling to Miami. You could say Miami home field home field advantage, but I feel like they just really don't have a home field advantage advantage edge down there. What do you guys think on that? I mean, do you do you think they got an, a home field advantage, or uh, what, what do you think? Well, let me say, I, I've been to a couple games down there. I lived about 30 minutes east of the Hard Rock uh, for the past 14 months when I was down in, in Fort Lauderdale. The Bills travel better than any team when it comes to down to Miami. I mean, when, when the Bills Mafia is down there, they take over all of the bars, uh, you know, along the beaches, uh, they, they pack them out, dude. They have Bill's flags flying. It's it's actually a pretty good sight to see. I'm sure you can find some pictures if you look it up online. So Bills are going to be traveling well in this one. They're playing better football than just about anybody in the NFL right now. I think I have them at number three in my power rankings, maybe number four. They're electric, and and I think that they're 
simply better than this Dolphins team, especially with this Dolphins team having some key injuries on that defense recently with Jalen Phillips and uh, and Bradley Chubb. So their pass rush might be decimated in this one, which is you know, sort of a big deal if you try to take down Josh Allen and, and his mobility. So I like the I like the uh, the Bills to 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 win this one to cover two and a half points, win this one by field goal, and uh, and and take the number two seed in the AFC. So, do you think Miami has a home field edge then, or no? Yeah, I think you you alluded to no. I think you alluded no. to with the Bills play. Uh, Look, no, no, no. So, so just I just want to say this. I got I got off of my tangent real quick, but that was funny, Matt. No, Miami fans, bro. Miami fans are proud. Believe that. Miami fans are proud. They're loud and proud, and and they can fill out the stadium down there. But when it comes to the Bills, they don't not they don't have any advantage. Any advantage with the Bills. Yeah, that's what that's what I was kind of thinking. And even regardless from Bills, I just feel like if you watch a Miami game Sunday one o'clock, random mid year, like the just stadium doesn't seem to have like this crazy you know home field advantage in your face like a lambo or you know arrowhead eagles well you know niners all, all all the crazy fans in the league it doesn't seem to be like that and it's a tropical destination spot so it makes sense why the bills would travel well for that but um but yeah brian uh what, what do you got on that yeah people are happier in miami i mean we're up here dealing with cold weather and snow and we need to go see our team cold weather and <laughs> shitty football and they're and they're out there at the beach or on the pier enjoying life. They don't care about the one o'clock game between the Dolphins and like the Raiders. But right. Uh, in terms of a pick here, I guess the Dolphins are home, even though we just said they don't really have a home field advantage. And in the kind of winner take all aspect of it, even though the Dolphins still get in with a loss, I just I think three points for the home team is. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Dolphins just getting three points at home. Yeah, I'm down to take Dolphins plus three and a half at home. Although the Bills traveling well could create an edge there for them. Uh, and yeah, dude, the Dolphins just feels like you know it's just like rich people going to have like an outing or a, a gathering. Uh, that's what that uh, their season seems like. It just does not seem like. I'm sure they have diehard fans, but you know they go down there to you know have social hour where we're up here ready to, you know, rip the other team's fans head uh, heads off, uh, you know, and, and chomping at the bits for our team to win standing the whole game. You think anybody in Miami standing the whole game, I, I would put money. No, you watch Eagles games. Those motherfuckers are standing all game, all game. So yeah, don't think there's an edge there. Jack, you brought up a great point with the Buffalo fans traveling down there. They're going to pack this place out. It's the last game of the year and a huge game. And it's in the winter where it's, you know, perfect time to kind of take that trip. It's going to be, I think, Bill's Mafia Central down there. Look, you know, but I got to ride with the Dolphins because I love Tyreek and uh, I think Mike McDaniel is pretty funny as well. So I'll roll with that. Um, and that kind of concludes the slate, right? Uh, long one, but a good one. Sad to see it go because I do love handing out picks all year long. But that doesn't mean there's not other sports around the corner. March Madness right around the corner. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Flyers are a wagon around the corner. Uh, and then we roll into baseball season, which I'm absolutely hyped up for. Would like to see the Phillies do a little, little, little bit of work.
work here in, in, in the free agency. Not a lot of uh, moves to be made. Would love to see him maybe make a play on Snell. Seems like he might go to the Big Apple uh, and up to the Bronx. Not the Mets. But uh, uh, it could be a bidding war between the Mets and the Yankees. I don't know. But just not sure the Phils will uh, be able to lock that up. But you never know. Could be a huge addition. Uh, Brian, I know the Mets, you're, you're rocking your awesome Mets flat brim today. Uh, they, they, awesome they, they acquired, uh, <laughs> they acquired, uh, Harrison Bader. Um, so big move for them, right? I mean, just a uh, world series winning move. It really, by the Mets. It really um, tipped the scales in the, in the NL East, but yeah. you're talking about baseball and all these, M- we still have NFL playoffs, so we'll still have That's NFL content. <laughs> it's well, I was trying to bad. loop in, I was trying to loop in the Mets getting Bader, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we don't have to talk about that. I've I've already written that off as. Just... I mean, you got the freaking big fat Mets hat on. You would think <laughs> you were uh, eluding to talk a little Mets baseball after their huge free agent acquisition. Uh, but all right, my bad, dude. My bad. <laughs> let's let's get ready to see Joe Flacco make a run, Cinderella run, uh, in the playoffs because I can't wait. Yeah, I, I don't know why Matt keeps on saying that, like, this is our last NFL talk uh, of the year. We've got the most important talk coming right up. The, uh, the last full have, show. The last we're gonna have it's the last full slate. slate. It's a pretty big deal. Fair enough. Last last regular season, full slate. You know, it's it's, it's been a journey, and uh, I'm, I'm still looking forward to these playoff, this playoff run, though, dude. The, my Jags, don't sleep on them. Do not sleep. You know, you start taking it for granted end of the year. You you take it for granted. And then, you know, first weekend you don't have it. You're like, fuck, dude. Got to wait a damn year till I can fucking watch or nine months so I can watch this shit again. Like, damn it. So you have commercials now. I know. It sucks, (laughs) dude. Red Zone, what an elite addition whenever they started that shit up. I want to say maybe. It's like 20. Yeah, dude. That's all I got. Big slate. Uh, look out for the live show Monday. Going to be electric. Hopefully Washington doesn't stab us and rip our hearts out. But um, let's go Huskies. Looking forward to a huge 2024. I'm Matt and I'm out. This hat was a Christmas gift. <laughs>